Brandon Shepard and crew have got their arms around the Longhorn chassis, and it was evident on Monday at Farmer City. We'll talk about that, plus an impressive night for Gordy Gundaker, Flow Series and High Limit tonight, and an update on the TRD Sprint Car Engine Program. Let's go. It's Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Two weeks ago, after a very strong weekend in Mars competition, we talked about it possibly being a pivotal moment in Brandon Shepard's season. It was clearly taking some time for him to adjust to the Longhorn chassis and his new team situation away from the Rocket House car. But that weekend, where he picked up two second-place finishes and a win, seemed like a turning point, even if it wasn't against Outlaw or Lucas competition. Since then, though, the encouraging signs have continued, and last night, Shepard finally hit big. Leading into last night's Lucas win at Farmer City, Shepard won a split-field prelim at Mississippi Thunder, and I think would have been a serious contender for the $50,000. He was 8th at Spoon River and 2nd at Lincoln in Flow Series competition last week, and went 10th to 3rd at Fairbury on Saturday. Qualifying and heat races for Farmer City happened back on Friday night before the rest of the program was pushed back because of rain. And Shepard did start last night in a bit of a hole in the feature. He was 14th at the green flag, but was good right away moving through the field. He was to second before halfway and then slipped by a race-long leader, Gordy Gundaker, on lap 47 for the top spot. He was basically unchallenged from there. He bagged the $25,000 Lucas score. It was his first series victory since Port Royal last August and his first win with either national tour since an outlaw victory at 81 Speedway last October. Monday's show was not a soft regional field. 41 serious teams, some of the best guys in the business were in attendance. And it wasn't a front row start on a single groove racetrack. This was him moving through the field. This looks to me like those guys have a pretty good handle on this Longhorn, and I think it bodes well for the rest of his season, especially as he tries to run down Chris Madden and Kyle Bronson at the top of the outlaw standings. I'd also be remiss if I didn't talk about an incredible run for Gordy Gundaker. He started second, took the lead from Jimmy Owens right at the start, and although he didn't get the victory, he did lead the first 46 laps and held on to finish second. It was by far the best we've seen from Gundaker in a big-time Super Late Model show. He had not previously led any laps in a national series race, but he looked solid out front. And this came on the heels of an 18th to 8th run on Saturday at Fairbury. We'll see if this translates into more success for him going forward. Kind of like we talked about with Shepard. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of confidence. As for the Lucas standings, Hudson O'Neill is back in the lead despite losing a right rear tire early in last night's feature. He was able to drive back through the field to a top five finish. Brandon Overton was fast early, but ended up 16th on the night. Tim McCready had another tough race. He made contact with Jimmy Owens at one point and lost a left rear tire. He ended up 13th. There was also another finish outside the top 10 for Jonathan Davenport. I kind of wonder what's up there. If those guys maybe just need to get to a different part of the country or something's missing right now. I'm not really sure what's up with Davenport in that 49 car. Behind Shepard and Gundaker out front, Brian Shirley went 18th to 3rd and Ricky Thornton Jr. 21st to 4th to earn the Knights Hard Charger Award. Lucas season stays rolling this week with a Friday trip to 300 Raceway and a Saturday stop at 34 Raceway. Before that, though, the Flow Racing Night in America series takes center stage tonight and tomorrow. They've got races, uh, races at Marshalltown and Davenport. With both of these shows being 23,000 win and 1,000 to start, you have to assume that a lot of the guys that ran last night will run uh, and will run later this week will also be in attendance for these shows. Mike Marler currently leads Hudson O'Neill in the Flow standings. 
One year ago, O'Neill outdueled Ryan Gustin, Shepard, and Mahler to score the victory at Marshalltown. So things may be lining up tonight for O'Neill. Hot laps are scheduled for 6.30 Eastern, uh, 6.30 Eastern? I don't, 6.30 local tonight. Probably not Eastern since it's in Iowa. Uh, you can, it's probably Central. You can watch live on Flow Racing if you can't get there. Uh, if you're a sprint car fan tonight, the High Limit Sprint Car Series is back in action. They've got big money on the line at Wayne County Speedway in Ohio. $32,000 to win. Sheldon Huddenshield is racing, and there is a $3,000 bounty on him as well. Should be right in the neighborhood of 60 sprint cars, which I believe would make this the biggest sprint car field of the season. Besides the big group of High Limit full-timers, if you look at the list, we've got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. back, Jake Swanson's in the Alex Bowman 55 as Alex continues to uh, recover from that back injury. James McFadden and his guys, a uh, super truck from California with the Roth 83 to be there. Buddy Kofoid will be in the Indy race part 71. Parker Price Miller still in the Rudine 26. And then there's a whole bunch of Ohio regulars on this list. Cap Henry, Brandon Spithaller, uh, Zeth Sabo, Kel Thomas, and a bunch of others. With just two races complete, Kyle Larson and Tyler Courtney lead the high limit point standings. They're actually in a tie with 180 points. Anthony Macri, one point back in third. The entire top 10, though, is only separated by 30 points. Lots of movement uh, is possible here. Sheldon has the last outlaw win at uh, Wayne County that came back in 2020. In recent all-star competition, Justin Peck and Hunter Schoenberg were winners there in 2022. Kyle Larson has an all-star win there as well. That was in 2021. And if you're looking at this season specifically, uh, Fast Series has been there a couple of times already. Tyler Street, Henry Malkut have Wayne County victories. As for kind of the history of High Limit, High Limit victories, just three total series races, no repeat winners yet. Uh, Kofoy, Geocelzi, Macri scored those wins. And if I was a betting man, I'd say we'll get a fourth different series winner tonight. I think Sheldon's season could use a shot in the arm. He's got five outlaw finishes outside the top 10 in his past seven races. Uh, a win would be a boost, and you know he'll be up on the wheel in front of the home crowd. I think Larson will be tough. Rico's been fast everywhere he goes. And if you want a dark horse, look at Cale Thomas. His past two all-star races there were finishes of sixth and second. There is no support divisions on the card tonight. Hot laps are scheduled for 545. Flow Racing will have the live stream. One other sprint car note for you today. This one in regards to the Toyota engine program. Over the weekend in NARC competition at Hanford, both James McFadden and Buddy Kofoid piloted Toyota-powered sprint cars. McFadden has been running the TRD steam all season as part of the engine's development. That's obviously not a new thing. Uh, and uh, McFadden will continue doing so as the season continues as well. TRD's technical director, Andy Graves, tweeted about it back on Friday. And in the replies, he was asked about the sprint car engines. He did reveal in his response that TRD 410 engines will be for sale to the public, quote, by the end of this year, unquote. Both Speedway and Ryder have been involved in building the TRD engines, and you'd assume they'll be the two distributors when sales become public. And once they are available for purchase, it'll be interesting to see who goes that direction and tries them out. Obviously, the Ford sprint car engines aren't really available yet. You know, TSR runs them. We know the uh, McCandless 29 has a couple uh, that they got from, um, from TSR. Uh, but everything out there is kind of based on that same Chevy platform that's been around forever. So it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out here with the TRD engines going forward. But it'll be nice to have another option out there. And, uh, you know, I think it'll depend on what McFadden is able to do, you know, their uh, reliability and then obviously cost going forward. All right, that's it for the show today. Make sure to check out the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Also, decals should be in stock either tonight or tomorrow. I'm kind of keeping an eye on the tracking there. Uh, and I know I owe a few of you uh, some of those Dirt Tracker decals. 
I also only have three Dirt Tracker logo hats left from this most recent restock. So don't miss out if you want one of those. You can get merch over at shop.dirttracker.com. Hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. Enjoy the racing tonight. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 